Loading Nerd Track Program. Listen when ready. Was that your Sean Connery, Captain Picard crossover voice? Yes. Is that what it is? God, I would love to see Sean Connery in a uniform, like as like an admiral. Just saying random shit. <laughs> the captain of the Enterprise. You're best. You're best. Losers always complain about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. <laughs> and Elizabeth from? From Queen. Oh, it's The Rock. <laughs> yes. Welcome to The Rock. As much as well, I, I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard the uh the weight of an unbearable unbearable weight of massive talent is supposed yeah. to be really, really good. Yeah, I want to go see it. Nick Cage. I there, there's something about those Michael Bay nineties movies, like they're 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 terrible on some level, but they're just so much fun. Um <laughs> okay, sorry. Sidetrack. Uh, before we start the episode, we want to make a quick what? Fuck you. No, I don't know. So I'm thinking about the the Sean Connery uh, celebrity Jeopardy. Oh. Oh yeah. Episode. That's <laughs> what your mother said, Trebek. Uh, all right. Um, all right. We do want to make a Star Trek related announcement before we get into this this episode. So. <laughs> So, um, as you know from before, yes, all three of us will be in Vegas for the 56-year mission uh, convention in August. Uh, that's not new. The new exciting announcement, though, is that we will be hosting a panel. Holy we got shit. approved to Yay! host a panel at a Star Trek convention. Um, I, poor bastards. They must not have listened <laughs> to our no episodes. They did not I, do their research on this one. <laughs> I do not know why we got approved, but we did. Um, so come see us. We'll be walking around, but the panel will be on Sunday. Um, so stick around what it's going to be. It's going to be, um, uh, how to get into podcasting. If you have questions about podcasting, you know, voicing your fandom, um, how to interact with the, the Star Trek community, you know, um, and we're going to have some guests from other podcasts there. Um, we're still kind of figuring out some of the details, but we will be there. We will be hosting a panel. I will be moderating. David and Phil will be guests with some of our other guests um, commentary yeah it should be interesting <laughs> i've only ever been on one panel before at a smaller convention i don't and but neither of them have ever done a panel i don't think i nope. i have i've had a booth at a con i have never done a panel yes that's the closest i've been god david's <laughs> gonna have a microphone in front of him in front of in public <laughs> with no editing holy shit oh yeah here we go I'm you gotta keep alive. it deep. There might be kids there, so we can we have to be a little kid friendly. Oh man, ish. At least on the panel. So oh, it's gonna be so hard. I know. I can, That's what I she's. I can said. take out the cursing and still leave <laughs> all the all the other stuff. All the other stuff. Yes. So that's so. It's if you're gonna be in Vegas, um, we. I already know my dad is going to text me as soon. He's like, you didn't fucking tell me that you're doing this. I'm like, well, I'm telling you now. So there. 
but we will have a panel at a Star Trek convention. Um, Surprise. So go check it out. We are very excited. Um, very excited. Yeah, I don't even yeah. know. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it was a surprise. I mean, I, yeah, we're excited. I don't know what to say. Okay, anyways. We're very excited. We're very excited. We're so excited. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Nerd Trek Podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I am Jeff, and I'm here with Phil. Hey, everybody. And David. Hey, guys. Let's get into... God, this is a heavy episode. All right. We're doing dark... <laughs> nice, lighthearted opening. Now we got to do this. Uh-huh. Right. Now we got to transition into this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dark Page, TNG, Season 7, Episode 7, original air date, October 30th, 1993. Uh, it's a good Halloween episode, apparently. Um, basically, uh, Lwaxana... This is the last time we see Lwaxana in TNG, at least. Uh, it's her last on-screen time with Deanna. Um, she's on board because she's been um, kind of a translator, uh, interpreter for this new, like, strictly telepathic species. Yeah. Uh, um, they're learning how to verbalize, how to talk. How to use uh, their words. How to use their words. <laughs> exactly. Um, but she gets more emotional. She goes into, like, a coma. And then we kind of figure out, basically, that she had emotional trauma. She... Um, emotional an, damage. <laughs> emotional <laughs> damage. Oh, I need to make a video with that now. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, basically, we we learned that uh, Deanna had an older sister named Kestra who died in an accident. She drowned, and um, Loxana has been holding this in. And basically, one of uh, Kirsten Dunst basically reminded her of her dead daughter, and she went into an emotional spiral. <laughs> that's like something's up. That's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, unlock that core memory and uh, off we go. <laughs> um, yeah, which kind of makes a lot of sense. So that's basically why she's been overbearing to Deanna because this is she lost her daughter and then she lost her her husband, Deanna's father, like relatively soon. And then it's like so Deanna's all she has left. I forgot that was Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, it was Kirsten Dunst. Oh, the moment yeah. I saw, it, I was like, that's a tiny Kirsten Dunst. She's like a miniature <laughs> version of Kirsten Dunst. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, her face always kind of looks the same. Like, she hasn't really changed. Mm-hmm. Her, It's like Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Like, 30, 40 years, and she looks, looks identical. Looks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is, like, right before her interview with a vampire came out, like, a year before, like, before she kind of got huge. Um, of course, I always remember her from, like, you know, Jumanji, Small Soldiers, all those, like, weird kid movies. Oh, speaking of guest stars and how they change or don't change. Yes. I saw Ashley Judd yesterday and she looks nothing like ensign luffler i mean i know it's been 30 years and people age but like i was like oh my god and the only reason i knew it was ashley judd is because she was standing next to winona judd and i was like holy shit that's ashley judd oh because their mom just died yeah because naomi just died and they were at the the hall of fame ceremony for her oh and i thought you were like you saw them in person I was oh like, no you see no. ashley judd at like, it took me a second too when he was like, "Oh, I saw her." I'm like, "What was she doing up in your?" I saw, I saw a video <laughs> recording <laughs> of them speaking. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to look that up now. about their mother. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she looks like yes, people age, but they typically retain some features. Like I know I, I like actually recognize her. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. The question well, is, did she just age poorly, or was it having stuff done and that made her face look different? Because mm. Hollywood, you never know. True. Yeah, I couldn't answer. I'm that. also. Hmm. Please don't get mad at us that three middle-aged men are discussing how a woman looks because we're not. 
Oh, no, yeah. Don't look I, that good either. That, that's so why I prefaced it with I don't, people age I don't and mean stuff that, happens, but she just wasn't recognizable as what we think of in the Trek universe as Ashley Well, Jett. I understand. This happens with dudes, too. You see them, like, 30 years later sometimes, oh, yeah. and you're like, 100%. that jawline doesn't look like it used to. Like, <laughs> God, I wish I had a jawline. I've never had no, it, a jawline. It happens line. on both ends. But yeah, it makes me scratch my head sometimes and be like, is that really them? Makes me Probably scratch my finely brothers. honed and chiseled jaw. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, back to Star Trek. <laughs> I got to re-rail this. Um, that didn't sound weird. I'm going to rip. No. I'm going to rail Sorry. this. Is that what I'm going to re- Because hmm. we went off the rails. I'm trying to re-rail you. I'm, hmm. I'm going to rail you. Underrail you? That yeah, was, you, <laughs> you keep digging your hole. Uh-huh. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so this is a very emotional one. It's this is a heavy one. I mean, we're get, basically getting into the trauma of a parent losing a child and dealing with that. But I do, I appreciate it more now watching it because it's not my favorite episode. Um, I get what they're trying to deal with. Um, that she's kind of suppressed this, and then seeing this young girl who reminded her of her daughter but then it also connects to the first season of picard, picard because riker yeah. and troy's daughter is named kestra mm-hmm. which it sucks too because um riker and troy hadn't had an old because they had a son as well who so they lost a child as well just like waxana did i'm like this is all well, fucking circular now deanna did well yeah but will it was and, an immaculate conception what? Will didn't have anything to do with it. That was an immaculate conception. What are you talking about? Deanna's baby that she lost, her son. Yeah, I don't remember that being a part of it. Oh, the TNG episode? Yeah, that, what are you talking the, the, about? The, a, no, that was like a weird... No, in Picard, um, they had another child, but it had some weird disease that could only be like processed through um, artificial intelligence because they banned AI after the Mars, after all those androids, like killed people went crazy yeah so they couldn't do this thing to save him so it died because of this ban on androids and that's why they left and went to go live at this planet that like regenerates or helps to regenerate oh, okay i was thinking of yeah i was thinking of tng when no 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 when yeah deanna has ian and yeah no that whole crazy ass oh. thing happened yeah yeah no different crazy ass thing sorry different yeah <laughs> crazy ass thing yeah we have multiple kids dying on from characters what the hell <laughs> yeah if you have a parent die, then you're either in a Disney movie or a Star Trek movie. That's how it works. Bambi. Bambi. Um, so we get that. I mean, yeah, this is an emotional one. I don't know. Uh, Dave, what do you think? No, it was. It's. Uh, it was weird to see Luoxana and then not have like that interaction with Picard because usually she's just running him down mm-hmm. and then you had the, and you had the people yeah of course who are, are learning to verbalize i thought that was actually a really cool little thing because it would make sense if you're telepathic and everybody around you has been telepathic then you come across the, the trying to learn a whole new language but not even just a whole new language but like language in general, in general. and yeah. like muscles and using your muscles to form those yeah i'm trying to think of what an equivalent would be but it would be like someone who's never come across sign language suddenly like is amongst people with sign language and you're trying to learn it. I know people do do that, but it's hard. Like, yeah, well, well that's, it, that's any language. Sure. Yeah, I guess. Cause that's yeah. still, the problem is that still equates to your language or it's like, I've heard of people flying down to the middle of the rainforest and there are these people like it haven't been touched and they try to communicate with them. They've never been mm-hmm. 
been been among civilization. It would be like that. You're trying to start from scratch. You have to point at like the same thing and be like, this is a fruit. Yeah. There's because tree. there's there's no frame of <laughs> reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most other languages that we learn, it's okay. Here's the English word. Here's that word. And you have to memorize a lot of that. And that gives you a baseline. And then you kind of learn the mm. syntax and stuff like that. So this, you wouldn't have that. So it made sense how hard it was for him to communicate. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I liked him. I'm glad that it ended up that he was not some te- telepathic creep. You have no idea how right. excited I was that he was not trying to assault people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that every was... other. Yeah. Well, yeah, because when he's like doing his telepathic thing between Stare. them, he's like really intense, like womp. No, I was like, I was, ha- oh, I was expecting that. Like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Mental rape, re- mental rape a coming. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's ugh. Well, yeah, I actually like they're him. like that the fact that it was affecting her and that's like what the problem was. You're like, okay, so who, which one of the people with them is like assaulting them mentally? But well, right, that's kind of how it seems to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, it was a little more of a long way around to get there the way they did it, but it was nice that they at least avoided that very obvious potential one. Yeah, they really genuinely yeah. just wanted to help. Yeah. Yeah. My question, so I know they said briefly they have like a voice synthesizer or something, um, because that's where their voices sound yeah. a little bit weird. Because Put voice box in. Right. So that's my question. Okay, if a species develops telepathy and they literally have no verbal skills, do they develop vocal cords? Mm-mm. Probably. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. Okay. Yeah. So then, how do they get an implant put I'd, in? I don't. Yeah, that's well, that's what I was assuming would happen. You'd probably have to have one of two options. Either A, they don't develop vocal cords at all, or B, they used to communicate verbally and went to telepathy and they might have them, but they're underdeveloped. And with mm. practice and use and stuff, they might be able to strengthen it into being able to use them. But yeah, that's that's a tough like one. My tail. Like, like your tail. There you go. Yeah, my tail. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Our <laughs> listeners would be like, does Jeff have a tail? Does he really have a tail? <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? No, we're going to get to the car. Everybody's going to be like, I heard you got a tail. It grew out, it grew out <laughs> good after I got my third COVID shot. It was perfect. It did. Go to my OnlyFans. Uh, feet <laughs> pics in my tail. That's <laughs> no tail pics for free. Got to pay for those. I know. Of course, there's a paywall, but I make it look good. Very classy. Very classy. Very classy. <laughs> wow. Um, I know some ladies on TikTok that would probably pay for that. Hmm. Maybe. Um, you're not doing it? Yeah, I would just five God, bucks to do it. That's it. Like, <laughs> you would give me five bucks to do like to sell feet pics? No, if somebody offered me five bucks, that would be enough for me to put my feet on the internet. You're like, yep. Feet. Like, yeah. oh, I would do it. <laughs> I've been very tempted because even if I made like a thousand dollars, I'm like, that's a thousand bucks. That's a thousand dollars. Or like five hundred dollars. I make. I I have very low standards. Okay. So twenty bucks is twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Is 20 bucks. <laughs> Um, so fans reach out if, if, you know, if you're curious, let us know, give us some feedback or me specifically. I don't care how much money it is. If it's something that I could put on the internet and I don't have to be embarrassed if my family see it, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Especially if you do feet pics. Cause like you just create a pseudonym, put your feet, I mean, no one knows who, what your feet look like. I wouldn't you know. Pseudonym. It's my feet. Like, <laughs> okay. Then you go to work and say, Hey, have you found my only fans? Go <laughs> sure that it work. <laughs> See exactly. That'd be great. <laughs> Sexy nurse feet. Put like a little stethoscope across them. <laughs> little hat. Dress dress them up in little scrubs. Just oh, <laughs> little, so cute. It'd be adorable. Um, 
sorry, back to the vocal implants. I don't know. Um, I, I was curious about that because, like, why would this whole species of people want to suddenly get implants just to be able to communicate? So I'm, I'm that seems like a very drastic measure. Well, she says at the beginning that they'd have to in order to join the Federation, which is I kind of equivalent equivalent to how everybody apparently has to learn English in the world because we speak it. Like it just kind of seems to go that way. Because we're dicks about um, it. <laughs> a little bit or to put it nicer because that's kind of become the universal language of earth in a way so the federation has like their they all well no speak. it's not technically so, english um because of the universal well, translators like in theory picard no, 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 is I mean in french our, i meant in our word to world like today if you were to pick the most used language amongst everybody in the world it is english but mm, no it's french actually mm. Or, French or, is it, or is it Mandarin? Yeah, it's probably Chinese or oh, French. Oh, that could be. That would, well, that might. Yeah, it depends on how you count it. If it's, it's not English, of, it's just the Americans making everyone else learn English. Well, kinda just because like, I kind of like the map, how the the map is designed to make the U.S. look really big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that too. I knew in a lot of countries that's what people often speak is English and something else. Not all of them, but mm, often. No. But China. If you're going by ma- simple numbers of people, that could be the case with China too, because there's a lot of people there and they don't speak any English. Oh, well, and I for think... the record, actually, English is the most spoken language in the world. Hey. Okay. But it's but it's um. Because we forced it. Well, it, no, it's used because be. there's more. It's because there's more multilingual people in the world. Well, that's that's the thing that, too. Is basically there's, there's about 400 million native speakers. But there's 750 million people that English is well, a second language. Yeah. yeah, that's all I'm associating it to is the fact that most people who are multilingual, that's the most common multilingual setup is something else in English. Yeah, otherwise it would be Mandarin yeah. by far. There's almost a billion native mm-hmm. Mandarin speakers. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is because most other countries usually are multilingual. Most of America is not. I mean, until you get to high school, and you take two years of Spanish or French, whatever. But most yeah. other countries, you have to learn multiple languages because, you know, Germany is next to France. And like you have to learn and roughly all jammed all in there next to each other. Yeah. yeah, it's good to learn them. We just don't. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. Not, yeah, I'm not saying that's how it should be. I'm just saying that is kind of how it is. And so it makes that's what they're replicating here, I think, is like if you're only telepathic, you got to learn how to speak if you're going to be a part of the Federation because we all well, speak. Like, well, especially their type of telepathy, because even Deanna has trouble with it. And like, well, that too. And there's no universal telepath. translator for telepathy. They can't like think of the mm. UN. It, you don't have to speak English to be in the UN because they have translators. Yeah, you put your little thing in your you ear. Can't, and, they don't yeah. have that for telepathy even in the future. Right. So it's like. Well, and because I think they said they can only communicate with up uh, with other telepaths, but even then it takes because like you know Vulcans are telepaths, but not the same as like um yeah. Whatever, tro- what is true? A beta Z, fucking beta, beta Zoid. Yeah. Beta Zoid. Beta blockers. Sorry. Beta blo- I know, I was totally <laughs> lost that in my brain somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's kind of a deep one. Um, I like I liked the episode. I have appreciated Luxana more as we watch through this to kind of see her story a bit. Um, yeah, she only pops up a couple more times in DS9. Um, she still oh, voices just- the computer. She's less of a cartoon now, too. In the beginning, she was like this cartoon character that was like Pepe Le Pew chasing Captain Picard around and like <laughs> kind of being wild, just nuts and crazy. And everybody's yeah. like, what is wrong with that woman? And now they've brought her back to being a person. Kind of helps. <laughs> I think part of that, too, is because the growth of the show overall. Like if you look at so 
if you if you were to go watch a season one episode, like if you went and watched Farpoint after watching all this, you'd be like, this is fucking weird. Like everyone's weird. Like the costumes are weird. Their personalities are so much different. Like it felt the first season feels very TOS to me um, for better or worse. But I think it's the series has grown. The characters have grown. I think it's been better television once they kind of let go of Gene's yeah. vision I, or what he wanted to do. I think it got better without him in some aspects. So, Oh, in many aspects. Yes. Me I mean, he laid, he mm. laid the foundation, but once they were able to build a building and not more foundation, yeah, they were able to make it much more interesting, much more yes, dynamic. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, Rick Berman is still a dick bag. And, you know, I mean, he did some good things for the show, but he's. So explain that to me, because I know you guys have had the Rick Berman's an asshole thing going for a long time. And I've just ran with it, but I don't quite. I don't think I've heard whatever it is about him that he did or whatever. I just explain, explain me. Phil, do you want to do it or do you want me to go ahead? All right. (laughs) It's not specifically one thing. And it's so generally it's from a lot of the actors like uh, Will Wheaton, you know, he asked to be more involved. And, and I think what Rick Berman said, like, Oh, well, we'll give you a promotion on the show. And he's like, well, I can't fucking pay rent being Uh, a lieutenant. Yeah. (laughs) And he was very sexist towards like, uh, Denise Crosby. Yeah. Most of the female cast. That's why, um, Terry Farrell left because towards the end of what seasons five or six, you wanted to cut back. And he's like, no. And they just killed her off. Um, you know, he changed the makeup because they wanted to show a pretty face. That's why seven of nine is in a cat suit. Cause he, they wanted it to be sexy, like just yeah. stereotypical, like Bullshit. white man, male stuff, basically. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And that's probably only what we know about. I mean, God knows what else there is. That, so that makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? That's about it for this one. I don't know. I, um, Phil, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, yeah, it's it's a good episode. It's it's one that w- they had hanging around for a long time, and it was rewritten several times. They were trying to figure out what kind of a character could work, and finally, when they hit upon um, Loaxana and Deanna, then they had to figure out, okay, well, what secret could be so dark like this? that wouldn't ruin the character's rep or be out of character for them. Oh, like she murdered somebody or something. Yeah. Something like totally out of character that would ruin like their, the audience's view. Of I have to character. turn you in right away, mother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit like that. So I, the kind of the backstory to it is pretty interesting just for how long it's like, okay, well we don't have anything else. So we got to make this work kind of thing. Mm. And I think they did a good job. It's, it's kind of comes out of left field. But I don't yeah, know. that's well, that's the only thing that kind of gets me is like we've no, there's been like zero clue of this. But the yeah, way they no kind of to it yeah, the way they introduced it though with Hedril and stuff made it believable. I think mm-hmm. like but she suppressed it, it so much. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just really interesting how they tried to work it in like that. Well, but I mean, Star Trek does that with family members. I mean, Cybok we didn't get till you know the fifth movie, so it's like twenty years later almost. Um, from the series or, you know, Michael Burnham um, or just random shit that comes up. So there's kind of a precedent for it, but I get it. Yeah. It's just weird. So. Yeah. We're good at bringing up family members when we need more characters. <laughs> Pretty much. Someone needs emotional trauma. Hmm. Emotional there's a dead grandparent. 
Yeah. Or fuck a ghost. Do something. <laughs> or fuck a ghost. <laughs> I saw a nice. meme recently that was about that. It was Beverly Crusher standing on the the bridge, and she's like, "I flew a ship into a star twice. I did like I did all these big things, but you fuck one ghost." And when he <laughs> turns around and goes, "Wait, you're the ghost fucker?" She's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> ghost i know she's a pretty badass captain i mean she destroyed a borg ship and all the other stuff nobody had ever seen before (laughs) but you fuck one ghost one ghost (laughs) so sad um yeah no one dies in this one um it's the first time we get to see um deanna's father uh, ian troy so mm-hmm. Troy is because the Betazoid custom is to take the woman's name. Is that correct? Wait, say that again. The Betazoid custom is to take the woman's last name. Yes. Because like because like Will was going to be Will Troy. I believe so. Right. Okay. So Ian Troy. What's so what's his maiden name? Do I don't think we ever learn? So Troy is her, is is Lawaxana's name. Right. Mm. I hadn't thought about that. I think it is. I wonder. I wonder if. Oh, uh, that's my understanding. Because I think they mentioned that in Nemesis when they 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 get married and he says something about Mr. Troy or something. I don't know something. But it's the first time we get to see her father, and he's in a monster maroon. So he was probably as grew up same time roughly as Picard, maybe. I think he would be roughly Picard's age. I was about to make that joke. What's his last name? Picard. <laughs> we're related it's picard's brother that's why she's got such a hard on for him like, the brother damn could be hey people marry the brother or the sister it happens um so that was interesting i like that um yeah i wonder what it will take to get kirsten Dunst to go to a star trek convention she'll have to be like 90 and like a, scraping a cold, by a whole day in hell and and poor yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just funny though because even if you're on it one time, like, yeah, you're going to get the Star Trek crowd, but someone can bring you a, like a Mary Jane a picture to get signed or, you know, something or a Jumanji. <laughs> yeah. Like it could be anything to get signed. Cause I think when, when I saw Carl Urban at a convention, people were bringing like, you know, Lord of the Rings shit to him and Star Trek stuff. And oh, yeah. oh, do they really? he's, dude, he's oh, yeah. practically king of the nerds between oh, he's in everything. Scourge and Doom and Lord of the Rings and, everything else now the boys like judge he's... dread yeah <laughs> everything his judge dread was i i really like his judge dread oh yeah i liked the or whole movie dread that was a yeah. really good version i like that <laughs> um so yeah this is our, our campaign to get kirsten Dunst to do a star trek convention <laughs> sure it's, why not it's fine. it's fine i believe in miracles <laughs> I'll, I'll bring her like i'll bring her something from like bring it on there I'll you go like, can you sign my my, my toros uh, my life or my <laughs> my costume that you wore that i've kept in my, my closet bumps. forever <laughs> can i have a sample of of your hair as well <laughs> i'm gonna be oh, one of those you, fans i'm gonna clone you eventually <laughs> yeah, nothing big just this little cloning project i got going <laughs> it's fine it's fine <laughs> like security there's a mouth breather over here come get him <laughs> craziness craziness um Mm-hmm. that's kind of it for this one yeah no one dies well, Ke- well i'm not counting kestra that already happened before it doesn't count true uh dave what's your dave meter uh this is a tough one because it is emotional yeah 
and it didn't feel real well thought out necessarily. Like I'm shocked, Phil, that you said that they were working on this for so long because it feels like they threw this together in about 20 minutes. But mm. I give it a six. It's not scraping okay. the bottom of the five to ten range, but it, it, I feel like it could have been better. I do like seeing Loxana a bit more serious, and I feel like she has been a little bit more each time. Even I think the last episode we saw was the one where she's palling around with Alexander and takes him to the mud pits or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was a little more. I mean, she still got her little bit of spunk, like being around a little kid. She's like, I'm going to show you have a, have a good time. But she's she's mellowed out. And I think I like her character more the more mellow she's become. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, don't get me sure. wrong. She's still like, ah, that. she told me you want a husband. I need a wife. Ha, yeah. ha, ha, oh, ha, I know. Ha, ha. Like when she <laughs> freaks out on Riker. Yeah. Oh. She's like, it's your fault she's not married. Well, get your hands off of her. Yeah, and that's and I do like that they've kept a little bit of her in there still. A little bit of crazy oh. Loxana is still down there. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. You need a little yeah, bit just of takes crazy. a little more to a little more to coax her out now. She gets all embarrassed. <laughs> She's like, Oh my god, tell Will I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. She's not wrong. <laughs> Probably just not the best way to <laughs> yeah, deal I'd with say, it. I'd say her career is more at fault than Will is, but all right. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um any other parting thoughts, Phil? No, I, I I like this episode. It's very emotional. There's a lot going on. Um, yeah, it's 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 always a pretty good watch. She she feels it. I I appreciate that. It is. Yeah, this is yeah definitely one of those emotional ones. Um, I think they 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 get into some more, more emotional ones in in this one or in this last season. Um, just dealing with some stuff. So go check it out, but be prepped to cry if you need to. Yeah. Well, it's like, okay, we've got a Jordy episode, we've got a Data episode, now we have a Deanna, like, kind of Troy episode, so. Yeah. And they're using that damn fisheye camera again. They're like, I swear, they're like, we're just going to use the shit out of it. We paid good money for this camera. (laughs) We got a new toy! Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, which, funny funny enough, they, like, never use a fisheye in DS9, so it's funny. Yeah, that would wouldn't fit. That would be weird. That would be really weird. That would be weird. All right, um, that's all I got. Yep. David, sir, why don't you do your thing? All right. Yeah. Check us out at nerdtrickpodcast.com or now thenerdtrick.com where we got links to all of our social media sites. You can look us in the eyes as we're looking back in yours in the Meet the Nerds section. You can go buy some of our shit at Bonfire or Cafe Press. And whenever you are done bonding with your mother over your dead sister, you can give us a five star rating and review and we'll read it out over the air. My dead sister. Why did you remind me? Could could this be a song in your nerd heavy metal repertoire? You've got <laughs> your mother's dead, and then your sister's dead too. Yeah, and your sister too. <laughs> Everybody dies sometimes. So good. All right, that is it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Yes, we do. and we will catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. See ya.